Well, this morning I want to share with you about end time preparations. And uh, over these last few years, there's been a lot of speculation on whether we're coming to the end of the last days and the return of Jesus Christ. And certainly with some of the things that have taken place, uh, it would make you think that way for sure. However, throughout history, there have been occasions where people also thought the same thing. And that this must be the last of the last days. I, I can think back to World War II uh, being an excellent example of that. And when lo- one looks at the devastation, the loss of lives, the Holocaust, I think it would be very easy to think that, you know, that was indeed the end of all ends, uh, especially for the Jewish people. Uh, if you ever get a chance to go to Israel, visit the Holocaust Museum. And as you go through there, I, I often think, as I've gone through her a few times, that, you know, if I was a Jew back then, I would have for sure thought that this is it and that Jesus is coming any day uh, because of all that they were going through and uh, terrible, terrible things that happened at that time. And, and so, you know, there's times in our lives where we recognize that the coming of the Lord could come very soon, very quickly. And that is something that the Bible tells us that should be on our minds, that is coming soon. Because even in the Bible, as you read portions of Scripture, it tells us he's coming soon. Of course, in our minds, our idea of soon and God's idea of soon are two different areas, uh, two different things. Uh, Because to God, a a day is like a thousand years. It's nothing to him. And, And so our idea of soon is different than his. And yet God is telling us that we need to be prepared for that coming, whether it's today, whether it's tomorrow, or whether it's many years down the road. You know, in other times in history, when there's been pandemics, uh, there were people who also thought that this must be the end. Even in our own Canadian history of pandemics, there's been a number of times where people were convinced that this was it, this was the end. And even with our present COVID, um, again, that thought of the coming of the Lord and the end of the last days certainly has come to our minds. And I think if you've been like me, I was quite shocked at how quickly, you know, governments could take control, how quickly, you know, nations could be brought to their knees. And it was just a virus. And it brought us, the world, to its knees. And to me, that served as a fresh realization of, how quickly an antichrist could rise and how quickly an antichrist could gain control of all the world because we saw a simple virus permanently took control of our world. And now as we see Russia at war with Ukraine and threats being uttered of the possibility of it touching other countries and bringing us into another world war and bringing in China, again, people are thinking about end times. Uh, especially thinking of uh, battles like Magog and Gog at the, the final battle taking place. Those uh, stories from uh, Ezekiel 38, 39, Revelations 20. And, and many people, as you read up on, on Magog and Gog, they, there's many people that would believe that they represent Russia and China. And that might be true, and it may not be true. I, I really don't know as you read that. But you can certainly get that idea as it talks about location. Anyways, we look at this war that is taking place. Again, it could signal a possible conflict that could actually continue to increase where it would actually come to, like the Bible says, where all of a sudden they're coming down upon Israel uh, to snuff out Israel. 
And so as we look at these things that are happening in our world today, it certainly shows us there is a possibility that these things are really showing us that we are living in last days. However, I really don't want to get into this whole arena of, you know, discussing and these views, uh, when it might happen, what might happen, how it's going to take place. And they are interesting studies. If uh, you're kind of into those things, that's a, it's a good thing. It's an interesting study. But for me personally, I really rather focus on the basic truths of the end times and what it's declaring about what needs to be our response as we see days such as this. What's really important? Like even in Christianity, as you look at uh, end times views and opinions, um, we have all kinds of, of different views of how the end times will work out. We have, you know, pre-tribulation, mid-tribulation, post-tribulation, uh, amillennium, post-millennium, and there's all kinds of things that we have of different views, how it's all going to work out, uh, and then Jesus comes. And so I'm not really going to get into that. I have some personal views on that, uh, but uh, my focus is not really there. My focus is to serve Jesus Christ every day and to be ready every day. Because our views of end times, there's many different views of how it all will work out. The safe way to go is to be ready every day. Should Jesus come tomorrow? Should Jesus come 10 years from now? Should Jesus come after I'm dead? We need to be ready. And that's the important thing about the coming of the Lord in end time preparations. So end times, they really don't change my response that much, except that I become more aware that the return of Jesus really could be almost any day. And that causes me to keep serving Jesus every day. It causes me to reflect upon my life, to make sure that I'm living in a way that is pleasing to God. And so this morning, I want to share some things the men time preparations that really we should be paying attention to. And uh, if you're into all the other things about end times, that's fine, wonderful, good. It's a pretty interesting study. But there are some things that, as you read all about those things, and you read the scriptures, there's some very clear things that God says, I'm looking for a response from his people. And those are the things I want to be looking at here this morning. And so the first preparation of the end times is Maybe not one that you're thinking of, but it's really a simple one. It says to not, don't be so easily shaken. In other words, don't panic. Don't be fearful. Don't be alarmed. Uh, verse 2 of 2 Thessalonians 2 says, don't be so easily shaken or alarmed by those who say the day of the Lord has already begun. And as Christians, we shouldn't be fearful. If we have fear in our lives when we think of the end times, then that should be kind of a signal to us that maybe there's something I need to do on the inside spiritually that I need some correcting to do because you shouldn't have fear. We should be looking forward, the Bible says, to the coming of the Lord, not fearing the coming of the Lord. So if we're getting fearful over the possibility that we are in these last days, the end of the last days, before the return of Christ, I think we really need to look at ourselves, make sure, you know what, we shouldn't be panicking. That shouldn't be the feeling. We shouldn't have fear. You know, fear does not come from God. 
And so that, that should clue into us when that fear comes that, you know what, fear doesn't come from him, so I shouldn't have fear as a Christian. A Christian that is living for God every day should have no fear, should have no panic or alarm concerning in times because you're ready to meet God. And that's where our focus needs to be that we're ready to meet God no matter when. When it's walk out these doors here this morning, we're ready. So whenever it would happen, we're to be ready. I used to always enjoy going to uh, summer camps, uh, gospel camps, and always enjoying that. And one of our superintendents uh, that we had of the Maritime District, Donald Moore, I used to love the way he would always end camp. He said, should Jesus tarry, we will see each other once again next summer. And I used to love that. Just to remind us about, you know, the coming of the Lord really could be that quick, that maybe by next year, things could be totally different. So when we hear news that we could be in the last days, shouldn't really shake us, shouldn't really cause us fear. You know, and I think of the scripture, 2 Timothy 1.7, that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. And we're not to operate in that fear. We're not to operate in that worry or alarm, but operate in power and love and discipline and soundness of mind. And that includes our response in times like these. There's also another response that speaks to me uh, instead of uh, this, uh, you know, shaking in our boots uh, when we hear about the coming of the Lord or that we could be in these very last days. Isaiah 26.3 is a great verse. He says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed in you. So we shouldn't be shaken when news of the end times reaches us. Rather, there should be a peace as we trust in God, we keep our focus in God, and we'll stand in perfect peace and not be shaken. So when things begin to happen that would signal end time events, the Bible says, don't be so easily shaken. Don't panic. He's still your God. He's still going to look after you. He's still with you. He's not going to leave you. You're ready. And that should be our focus. Then another preparation for end times events is, don't believe everything you hear and see. Which is a really good application for today because there's so many conflicting reports and theories you know, that have been going around. We already went through that with COVID. And, you know, now that we're uh, talking about the war and uh, Russia and Ukraine, we're hearing lots of people say, well, that's not what's really happening, what you're seeing. And it was interesting to find that when we were talking with Bill Kapitaniak and talking with his pastor over in Ukraine and saying like, you know, there's a lot of lies on the news. And that's really a terrible thing. There shouldn't be that. There should be integrity in our newscasting. But right now, that doesn't seem to be the way. So, as we talk about end times, don't always believe everything you hear and see. 2 Thessalonians 2 and 3 says, Don't be so easily shaken or alarmed by those who say the day of the Lord has already begun. Don't believe them, even if they claim to have a spiritual vision, a revelation, or a letter supposedly from us. Don't be fooled by what they say. For that day will not come until there's a great rebellion against God and the man of lawlessness is revealed the one who brings destruction. You know, sadly, even in Christendom, there will always be people, pastors included, evangelists, prophets, all included, 
who will take advantage of the situations to make a name for themselves or get a following, get your money to manipulate you, especially when they see people are alarmed and panicking. So that's why the Bible is saying, be careful during those times. Uh, Don't be panicking. Uh, Don't believe everything that you hear or see. You know, it's interesting as Paul is speaking to this, he's, he's saying, you know, it's already happening even in the churches where people are claiming, well, I have a special revelation. I've experienced a angelic appearance. I have a letter that's from uh, the leaders of these churches. And now to add to that, we, we got these great things like social media, Photoshop, uh, internet theology, and uh, newscasts that you don't know is that really the truth or not. And so there's a lot of things out there that, you know, don't believe everything you hear and see. And as we deal with end time events, that really is also important. And when you're in doubt, there is an answer. You look to the word of God, the Bible. So very, very important that as Christians, we continue to to center ourselves and focus our thoughts. What does the Bible say? And so get into your Bibles. Now, as you read uh, 2 Thessalonians a little bit further, Paul points out that the Lord will not return before lawlessness, lawlessness will increase. And we are seeing that. Lawlessness is increasing uh, in great magnitude. We are seeing that. Now, another part comes a revelation of the Antichrist, which we haven't seen yet. But we realize as we've looked at what has happened in these last few years that somebody could come along very, very quickly and, and simply take over very, very easily, as we've seen a virus did that. So think of what a person can do in Antichrist. And then there's an, also another aspect, this removal of the one who is holding back the Antichrist. And you, know, you can, uh, some interpret that, well, God is holding back that revelation of the Antichrist. But some also talk about that it's the church, the church, the believers all over the world. And so, you know, that could be talking about uh, where there could be a, a rapture. There could be a, a, in the middle, of, in the beginning of a tribulation, the middle of a tribulation, or an end of a tribulation, that they are removed so that then there's that total freedom of total chaos and uh, anarchy and, and so forth as the Antichrist rules and reigns. And so anyway, there's lots of things to take in, in mind there. But the Bible's saying, don't believe everything you hear and see. You know, practice common sense. Practice looking to the word of God, making sure things line up with God's word. Third preparation, a very important preparation in the end times is don't reject the truth. This is not the time to reject the gospel of Jesus or believe in some lower form of the gospel or some other person as a savior or some other lie that is floating around out there. You know, deception is another sign of the enemy. That's not from God. Deception is not from God. That comes from the enemy of our soul. And that deception will increase. It'll be magnified and then really magnified when the Antichrist gets revealed. And what does deception do? Well, it causes people to doubt their faith, causes people to leave their faith. And friends, we need to guard our faith and make sure that it lines up again with the word of God, not our feelings or our opinions. And we're seeing a lot of that today, that people are 
kind of retranslating things or reviewing things because their opinion differs than what they see in the Word of God. Or, you know, their feelings. I don't feel that way, that that should happen. And friends, we got to remember, we need to submit all that stuff to God as we read His Word. 2 Thessalonians 2.10 says of the Antichrist, that he will use every kind of evil deception to fool those on their way to destruction because they refuse to love and accept the truth that would save them. So we don't want to be rejecting the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, what is truth? Jesus is truth. What is truth? The Bible is truth. We must have faith in Jesus Christ because it tells us that he is the only way that we can be saved from destruction and from hell. John 14, 6 one of many verses, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Acts 4, 12, there is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. I think that one makes it really, really clear. There is no other name under all of heaven, at all the universe, that which we might be saved. And so that's a message we must not forget. Do not neglect the truth of the gospel. In the last days, it will be increasing doctrines that will try to destroy or lessen our faith and cause us to reject our faith, the very faith that would save us. So end times are, are not the time to try some alternate faith, try something new or give up on your faith in Christ. It shouldn't be a time to reject Christ, but rather a time to accept Christ and serve Christ like never before. And in times, don't reject the truth, the truth that can save you. Fourth preparation in the end times is don't neglect to watch the times. Don't let this time catch you unaware or spiritually unprepared. And that's a real strong message that Jesus gives about the end times. Matthew 24, 42, he says, So you too must keep watch. For you don't know what day your Lord is coming. And we need to realize that. We may have good ideas of when he may be coming, but you're still not going to know that day or that hour. And so he's telling us, you need to be ready. You need to be watching so that you are prepared whenever that day may come. And so it talks about staying awake. It talks about protecting your faith, so guarding your faith, protecting your faith so that you don't get deceived during this time. See, the end times will come with lots of signs, but there's also a lot of deception that's going to be out there, and we need to know what we believe. We need to be holding on to God. We need to be holding on to the Word of God because God will send us signs to show us, that, you know what, my coming is soon. You best be prepared for my coming. One does not want to be caught spiritually unprepared. So again, we need to be careful of deception. Uh, we need to be careful of being lulled to sleep by, you know, just by life. And sometimes life does that to all of us. All of us are guilty in that one where sometimes we just get so involved in the things of life and doing things in life that if we're not careful, soon we can find ourselves that we've kind of strayed away from God. And so signs are out there to help us that we don't stray away from God. Kind of helps us to, you know, get back on track with God. 
And that's what God wants from us. He wants us to get back on track. So he tells us, watch, keep watching. Make sure that, you know, spiritually things are, are right between you and God. Luke chapter 21, 34, uh, 4 to 36, again, Jesus used these words. He says, watch out. Don't let your hearts be dulled by carousing and drunkenness, by the worries of this life. Don't let that day catch you unaware like a trap, for that day will come upon everyone living on the earth. Keep alert at all times. Pray that you might be strong enough to escape these coming horrors and stand before the Son of Man. And so, you know, end-time events can catch us unaware. You know, when we don't spend time with God, when we're not in the Word of God, when we're not in, in times of prayer and, and building ourselves up spiritually, then we could become targets to be deceived because we're not grounded in His Word. We're not grounded in prayer and seeking His face. And, and so, you know, God says, I'll send signs for you that we're going to help you, but you need to be watching for them. And those signs are meant to awaken us to the reality of our spiritual condition and the reality of the time that we're living and that Jesus is coming back soon. And so a good question to ask ourselves is, are things right between yourself and God? And if they're not, then it really is time to deal with that. I think with all the events that are happening in our world right now, I think that should be a good sign to us to say, you know what, spiritually, I need to make some changes. I need to make some things right with God. And I do believe there is a harvest that's coming because I believe there's going to be a number of people that are going to come to a realization to say, you know what, I think this Bible is actually true. And they're going to start looking to the Word of God and they're going to start going to believe in God and come to Him in faith. You know, God calls us to be watch, watchmen and watchwomen. That we're to be on the homes, uh, on the walls of our homes and our cities and our towns and our communities. That we might sound the alarm and tell other people that, you know what, Jesus is coming soon. Are you ready? Do you have a faith in Jesus Christ? Because it's time to have faith in God. There's a lot of people, even uh, for myself, that have been seeing people in our community and talking to our people in our community been a whole lot more people talking about church, a whole lot more people talking about, you know, maybe it's time for me to come to church, you know, with all these things that are happening in the world. So there, there's, you see, God does that for us. You know, it's not just a longing in the Christian's heart, but even in those that aren't even saved yet, that when they see these things, there's an awakening starts to take place in, in their lives. But Jesus says, you need to watch for it. You need to watch so end times are not times to lessen the faith, lessen our commitment, but rather a time to increase it. So don't neglect this area of watching. God has called us all to be watchers, to, to be standing on, the, on, the, you know, on those uh, walls, to be sounding the alarm, blowing the trumpet, blowing the shofar, to tell people, hey, it's time. It's time we make things right with God. It's time to serve the Lord. It's not time to push it off. We've been pushing it off long enough. It's, today is a day of salvation. Today is a time to surrender our lives to Jesus Christ. Then going right along with that, number five is in preparation for the end times, we must not neglect our readiness. We all need to be ready and living in readiness to meet our Lord. And again, this goes right along with watching as a very important message of Jesus. This is a message that's very 
strong with Jesus that he wants us to be ready. Matthew 24, 44, you also must be ready all the time for the Son of Man will come when least expected. And so a question to ask ourselves is, are we ready to meet the Lord? Is there anything that we need to do to make things right with God? Have we been prioritizing the things of God? Have we been prioritizing our, 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 prioritizing our own goals? Will Jesus find us as a faithful servant or will he find us as an unfaithful servant? Again, now is the day of salvation. Now is the day to serve the Lord. It's interesting that Jesus, speaking in Luke chapter 18, 8 says, but when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on earth who have faith? Kind of telling us that, you know, the Lord's a bit worried there that we're not going to respond. And so again, we have a, a, a job to do to make sure that people hear that message and that people prepare themselves to be ready to believe in Jesus Christ. That starts simply by you believe in Jesus, that you come to that place where you welcome him into your life. You come to that place where you say, God, I am sorry for my sins. God, I'm sorry for living uh, without you in my life. And today I want to surrender my life to you and start living for you. And I welcome you to come into my life today. And he will. You know, there's a lot of people that, even as Christians, sometimes we, we think, oh, I got lots of time, lots of time. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll start serving God more later. You know, right now I'm young and I got to do all these things, enjoy all these things that life offers. Well, you know, that's a nice idea, but what if Jesus comes while you're out chasing the things of this world instead of chasing him? And he comes. He expects to find us faithful when he comes. He expects to find us busy about his business. So don't neglect readiness. Listen to what Jesus says about the faithful servant and unfaithful servant found in Matthew 24, 48 to 51. But he says, but what if that servant is evil and thinks, my master is not going to be back for a while and he begins beating the other servants, partying, getting drunk, and he will cut that servant to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of, tree, of teeth. That talks about hell, what hell is like. Hell is not a good place. Hell is real. Again, we don't talk about hell too much. We like talking about heaven, but hell is also very real. You don't want to go there. Jesus doesn't want you to go there either. He wants you to come to heaven. And so that's why he's telling us, be ready. That's an important thing as you come into end times, no matter your view and how everything's going to work out, it doesn't matter. You still have to be ready. Are you ready? That's what Jesus asks. And when you're ready and you're serving him every day, you know what? You won't be worried. You're not going to be scared of the end times. You're not going to be scared. Well, what if Jesus shows up tomorrow? Or what if he shows up in five minutes? Am I ready? Well, when you're ready with it, God, you don't have a fear of that. You would welcome it. Say, yes, come, Lord Jesus. I welcome you to come. But Jesus tells us, don't neglect readiness. Then lastly, in preparations for end times, says don't neglect declaring the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, we still have a job to do right up until the very moment that Jesus returns, and that's to share the gospel. 
Listen to what he says in Matthew 24, 14. He said, And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it, and then the end will come. See, God desires that we stay busy about declaring the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, Occupy until he comes. Stay busy, you know, preaching and living the gospel until he comes. See, there is to be a harvest of people coming to faith before Jesus returns. Because the Bible says God desires no one to perish. He wants everyone to come to faith in him. 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he's being patient for your sake, because he doesn't want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. And see, that's the cry of God's heart. It is not to destroy the world. It is that the world would be saved through him. And that's a message that we need to continue to proclaim and take every opportunity to be declaring that as we live our everyday lives out there to be uh, telling people about Jesus. And you know what? A lot of people are listening right now. A lot of people are attentive right now to hear news of Jesus. And we as a church, we have that responsibility. We have that commission to get that gospel out. It's actually a mission of our church that, you know, we, we desire as Bethel Church to reach out and to raise up committed followers of Jesus Christ, following the Great Commission. Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this, I'm with you, even to the end of the age. And that should be comforting us as Christians. If we're living right, then you should be in peace because you know God is with me. He's with you. But we have a job to do. We're still to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're not just to sit back and say, oh man, I know it's the end time. Jesus is coming soon, man. Come, come ahead and we go and sit down. No, we're to do the exact opposite. We're to go out there to work even harder because God desires no one to perish. God doesn't want to see anybody go to hell. And so we have a job to get out there and tell others about Jesus. And we need to do that. So don't neglect declaring the gospel at this time because it's more important than ever. Now there's some other preparations we could have talked about, uh, like encouraging one another. This is a time to encourage one another. And uh, seeing this time of COVID when we were all separated we missed that. There wasn't as those opportunities as much as we would have liked to simply encourage one another or even attending church. The Bible talks about don't forsake that gathering together. But So we need that relationship with other Christians, we need to stand in the faith and those kinds of things. But what's really important when it comes to these end times? Well, you've kind of heard those things. But the most of the most important is, are you ready? Are you ready to meet Jesus Christ? Is everything spiritually in good standing? Are you afraid or are you welcoming the Lord to come? And so this morning as we close and the musicians come back to the instruments, they're, they're going to sing a, a, a rendition of It Is Well With Our Soul. And that's something that you need to ask and only you can answer that. Is it well with your soul? Are things okay between you and God? Should Jesus come today? Is it something you would welcome? 
Is it something that you'd be excited about that you wouldn't be afraid about? If it's something that you aren't excited about or if it's something that you're afraid of, then, you know, that would be probably a good sign in ourselves that we should say, you know, Jesus, I just surrender myself afresh to you. I'm sorry, Lord. I've, I haven't really been where I should be in my spiritual walk. God, would you help me? Because I really do want to live for you. you. You know that you're my Lord and my Savior. I would really want to live for you. Or maybe you're a person that you've never, ever welcomed Jesus Christ into your life. You've never repented of your sins. And that's something you can do right now as well whether you're here in church or watching online, that you can just, again, say, Jesus, I do believe in you, and I welcome you into my life today. I, I repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins, and I ask you to come into my life and make yourself very real to me. And he will. And he will. That's the most important preparation, that you're ready. Should it be tomorrow? Should it be a year from now? Should it be 10 years from now or should it be after we all pass? I think it's on the sooner side, personally. I think things are getting ready in the world to receive our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. But we must be ready. That's what's important. And I trust that you are ready today. And as we close with this song and stand with this song, let those words really hit your heart. It is well with my soul. And if it's well with your soul, man, you should be able to sing this song with all, with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. And if it's not well, then you can make it well in just a couple of minutes, right? You can just simply say these prayers. You can simply call out to God and just say, God, I want you now. I welcome you now. God, I, I'm sorry. I've been putting a lot of things in front of you and I haven't been serving you like I really should. Well, you can do that right now. Jesus, forgive me. Help me to get back on track. Help me to be a soul winner for you. Help me to touch others for Jesus. Help me to be more attentive to the needs that are around me. I want to hear your voice more. I want to be sensitive to you. I want to be able to touch more people for Jesus. I think we all can pray that. Jesus, come into our lives here today. A fresh and anew. Lord, I, I just pray that, Lord, you'd remove any misconceived ideas that I might have. Any thoughts that I may have that, Lord, really aren't your thoughts at all. And I pray that, Lord, bring us back to that place where my focus would be upon you. And that, Lord, I'd be in a close relationship with you, that I would walk with you and talk with you and know that, yes, I am yours. I am yours. God, we want to make a difference in these last days. You want us to make a difference. So, Lord, I just pray, move afresh in our hearts and lives. I pray for fresh encounters, Lord. Lord, there's just so many Christians out there right now that, Lord, have been so beat up by all the things of this world, the deceptions of this world. And so, God, I just pray fresh encounters for people in Jesus' name fresh encounters. Lord, that you would bring people back that have walked away, that they would have a fresh encounter with you. Lord, just as you did to the Apostle Paul, he had an encounter. He was going in the totally wrong direction. And Lord, sometimes that's what can happen to us. We can be going in totally the wrong direction until there's an encounter. 
and an encounter will change everything. And I pray encounters, fresh encounters all over the land. I, I pray for divine visitations, Lord, to start taking place in our communities. Lord, as I think of our indigenous people, Lord, there's many of them crying out. They're crying out. They want to experience the true God. And I pray that, Lord, there'd be a fresh revelation of God to touch our indigenous people. I pray that, Lord, that you would touch all of our cultures that are in this nation. And, Lord, you know how to minister to us best. And so, Lord, we welcome the divine encounters of God to come and touch each and every person. I pray for the backslider, that, Lord, he would backslide no more, that there'd be that encounter that will straighten all those the decisions or deception or whatever it may have come, hurts, offenses that may have come their way, and that Lord might bring them back on the right ways. God, help us to deal with anything that Lord is not ready of you. Because Lord, we want to be good and faithful servants. Help us to be that today in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us stand as we close and sing this song.